be shift boss. Okay, radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy all personnel. Yeah, copy, mate. Did a tear in the vent bag. Yeah, stitch her up there, thanks, mate. Yeah, right, eh? Copy that. How good's the preparation? That's brilliant. The, the question list. Yeah, I love it. The uh, run sheet. Yeah, I've seen the run sheet. It's it's, it's uh, epic. Uh, epic. Took took at least twenty five minutes for me to go through. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's daunting the prep we do. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> overwhelming. Overwelming. Bodine, welcome, mate. Welcome to Life of Mine. Here you're in the bloody the missus ain't happy that you're getting a berth and she's not. Uh, she's looking forward to your accounting uh, podcast. You know, just focused on mining accounting only. Well, if you're listening out there. Mrs. Buckingham, you are on for my Kalgoorlie Roadshow. I'll see She'll you. love that. I'll see her as um, one of my great um, LinkedIn likers. Yep. Yeah. She'll hold you to that too. She'll yeah, yeah I'll, <laughs> I will make accounting interesting. We did. I did a HR one with uh, um, Nikki Levitt from Goldfields. Like we made HR sound interesting too. So. Uh, accounting's a bit, a bit of a task above that, mate. It's, uh, I'm yeah. up for a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Keeping uh, listeners engaged <laughs> is going to be interesting, I, I mate. can do it. Yep. All yeah. Right. It's on. Yeah. It's on. Thanks for popping over, mate. Thanks for the box of bloody uh, Cooper Fluids goodies. Thanks for yeah, having us. Yeah, good is it? Yep. Tell us, tell us about the... Before we get into what Cooper Fluids is about, the uh, the your little not for profit gig, I got the uh, I got the Rodeo shirts here. Yep. Give us a bit of spiel about what that's all about. Uh, Outback Rodeos, a uh, bunch of boys who love uh, a few cans and uh, sitting around back in 2018, having a yarn, talking about Menzies and uh, how to make Menzies a bit better of a bit more of a tourism hub. Um, so uh, we come up with Rodeo. We all. Grew up in farming backgrounds and stuff like that, so we kind of love cattle. Been involved with uh, radios, going to radios as kids, so I thought, why not do a radio? Had three and a half thousand people rock up at Menzies, get on the piss. On the first one? First one. Jesus yep. Christ. Um, it was epic. Epic. Really good show. Great support from local people. Um, couldn't have done it without our mates, um, you know. Basically, uh, we did it with uh, the intent of a donation to Dolly's Dream, so that's where we ended up doing. What's, um, that, what's that charity, Dolly's Dream? So Dolly's Dream is, uh, she was 14-year-old, Dolly Everett, um, yeah, passed away, uh, died by suicide, uh, essentially, uh, from bullying. And, uh, you know, I think something that everybody can relate to, obviously. So, uh, yeah, we've all had that person that gave us the shits and sometimes been able to deal with it and sometimes not. And so uh, that meant something to us. So that's what we chose. Is that what did her family start that charity? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. the Dolly yeah. Foundation. Um, it's quite big now. Um, you know, it's worthwhile checking it out and having a look into. I'll chuck a link um, in the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Remind us for that. So uh, yeah, we did that, and uh, then we had a bit of a break for a bit, and came back uh, last year in 2021 as uh, rebranded as Outback Rodeos as a proper business because we thought we'd better get legit. You can't just be some boys on the beers. So we started a not-for-profit organisation, um, registered a business name and got ourselves an ABN number and everything else and uh, fired up a party out at Coolgardie this time and uh, brought some of WA's best rodeo riders to town and got on the piss and had a great time. She was on. It was on. And uh, yeah, so that time we got uh, 3,600 people or so coming out at Coolgardie. We had over 1,000 people camping and uh, it was awesome. So we put back 50 grand back into community last year uh, in the form of uh, we did a 
sustainability garden shed at the school. Um, you know, all your solar panels, concrete stuff and gardening gear. And then we put a new roof and uh, fixed their pump track at uh, the Coolgardie Youth Centre for them as well. And uh, the Coolgardie Youth Centre, the bloke that runs that with his Mrs. Roy Bergen, he's a absolute legend. He's been running it. I'm pretty sure he used to babysit Jesus. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he um, we said to him, what do you want us to do for you, mate? Like, uh, oh, I just need some new shirts there, buddy. Oh, yeah, how many you need? Seven. Okay. What else do you want us to do for you, mate? I'll pay for the seven shirts. What do you want us to do? But uh, trying to get something out of him was uh, a little difficult. But, you know, he was so overwhelmed with uh, just the fact somebody wanted to help. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so we gave him some ping pong uh, equipment, like uh, heavy-duty outdoor stuff, and, you know, just decked them all out with shirts and fixed their roof and fixed the pump track. And, yeah, so we're pretty proud of what we've done. So we've just held our... Uh, show back in August, uh, again in Coolgardie, and uh, had 3,400 people again. Uh, wasn't as big as we'd hoped it would be, but uh, it was still a successful show. We had Adam Brand there, but uh, it also pissed down and rained days before the event too, so I think that scared a lot of people off, but uh, it was great. Show. I am coming next year with oh, the camera. Yep. Sam Newman style. Yep. Going nuts. You will love it. And yep. I'll be like uh, Brendan Favola. Bloody uh, Stephen Seagal pressure points, buddy. <laughs> Shit-faced on the bloody- Don't worry about Fev. If if Drew Harvey can get dressed up and look like a oh. cowboy. Oh, that's where he was, the bloody- If he um, can get dressed up and look like a cowboy he's, uh, and get dirty. Drew Harvey's um major can. shareholder of uh, LinkedIn now, <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> uh, CEO, I heard. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, in his best interest. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, God, he, he needs to go back underground, go charge him for a bit. The, uh, um, you couldn't hide him further enough underneath. He's, uh, uh, he's, going so, out, he's, he's doing too much wheeling and dealing. He's going out to pasture too much. I, he, he, needs uh, to go run it. He, knows, he needs to go charge a few Eddins and lean up a bit, I think. He's definitely living a good life and uh, having a win, I think, uh, which is good. So the community involvement, like this yep. sort of stuff, Kalgoorlie District, Yep. how important is it for businesses like Cooper? Uh, it's like we've been amazing. Uh, the response you get for it, the people you get to meet. Um, I recently did something for our, our outgoing GM um, and we just had a talk about that in there that uh, the support we get from our management team to be involved in our community, like it doesn't matter where our branches are, we're all involved in something like uh, Newman. We look after the Ibises, the Newman Cricket Association, that kind of stuff. Um you know, in Cow, we look after Hannon's Cricket Club, you know, mm. Kegley Soccer Club, you know, everything we can throw, you know, within reason. Um, you know, we're always keen to help out and do whatever we can to support people. Uh, Desert Race, you know, whatever, Lake Percolili, you know, we've all been been behind all those things. You know, we do about, uh, you know, whether it's financially measured or not, I'm sure the accounting wife would love this, but, uh, mm. you know, probably about 70 grand in sponsorship a year in some form or another, um, even if it's just time investment. Um, yeah. It's, and where, it's, where's that driven from? That must be a, a car, like when you say Coventry owns Cooper Fluid Systems, they, is, it, is it a culture thing? That it's definitely the a culture, or, or yeah. organisation that that's what It's definitely do? culture down, like even our GM, he's involved with the neck cancer, uh, neck cancer, um, foundation, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, you know, we're, we're all, uh, I don't know whether that's by design or whether it was part of their master plan, but we all seem to be those people that are involved in those kind of things. 
and um, you know it definitely flows through our culture. Uh, my team in Cal, I've got uh, you know Steve Casey, who's uh, uh, you know outgoing president of the Kangas Football Club and life member of the Hannans Cricket Club. And we've got Darren, who's uh, you know Kegley, uh Eastern Goldfield Squash Association, Racket Association. You know we've got someone Turbo. He runs the Easy Our Fitter and workshop supervisor. He, he runs the buggy. So club, so you know we all give back in some way, and uh, it's good to have that mentality of community, because uh, you've got to have a a hobby and enjoy coming to work, and b that uh, you know give back more than you take. So that seems to work quite well for us, and uh, the boys they love it. They all get involved, and you know we we often uh, all all back each other up and get involved in whatever they're doing, and get down there and you know unite and do what we have to do. Mm. So it's good and uh, good seeing people have a win too because a lot of these little clubs you see, you know, I'm sure you've been a part of them in the past yourself or, or still are a part of them. Um, you know, you're down at Bunnings doing sausage sizzles or you're at Harvey Norman doing sausage sizzles to make, you know, spend $800 to make 600 bucks, and, yeah, you look at us go fundraising, you know. There's these big companies that can, you know, do a little bit and help out quite a bit and that seems to, you know, from our point of view, we seem to be quite good at doing that, so... Yeah, what what was Kalgoorlie like, say, five, eight, ten years ago when it wasn't as – when it was pretty quiet? Because it was a quiet period. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, for us, uh, we've been on a, a very good growth pattern, so uh, this was no different. We were still heavily involved in sponsorship, yeah. um, still active in the community, active uh, – you know, we do a lot of business – outside of uh well in the gold fields but on the rim of the gold fields type thing so laverton leonoras uh leinsters walloonas that kind of stuff um it definitely hasn't gotten any quieter for us we during that period of time we moved into a new building twice the size facility um basically four thousand square meters and uh, two thousand square meter lay down so uh we went from having a very small workshop to a big workshop and doubled in size so when, yeah. when was the the kicker when Kalgoorlie started taking off again, because there was a there was that downturn around. Uh, was it like 2014? 2014, 2014, yeah, yeah. But then it. So I guess probably when Northern Star acquired all the barracks sites, and that really. Oh, it's the consolidation really got, got of everything. everything yeah. yeah, that really got everything. It was moving, quite scary it? there for a bit, and then they rolled in the Saracen. That was a big, big, big change, and a lot of that that worked out in our favour too. Um, you know, for, from a Cooper Fluid Systems point of view. Um, you know, we, we do a lot with Northern Star and we're very grateful for the relationships we have there. Um, but uh, we were unable to break into uh, Saracen and uh, it was, you know, we, we don't want to be those people that keep knocking on the door and become the pesty salespeople. Spam emails. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> we, you know, that's not our style. We, You know, if you want us, we'll, we'll knock on the door, we'll give you a hand and if you don't want us, then we'll come back later on maybe. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't seem to, you know, we don't want to be those people that keep pestering people. So uh, we just get on with it and go and find something else to do. And uh, when they acquired uh, Saracen, um, yeah, we automatically got, you know, uh, a bit a bit more of a look in. And, uh, you know, some people from, you know, the other side of the fence were going, oh, well, you use these guys, so have a look at these guys. So, yeah, we've, we've been lucky enough to grab some gigs there too. So very grateful for the relationships we have, which is, you know, Kagoolie's built on those kind of things and, you know, being able to, the whole of the mining industry is, you know, all over WA and Australia. We've got operations in Costafield and uh, down at Rosebury as well that we service out of Cal. 
Um, so we're very lucky to look after those people as well. Right. So tell us about Cooper Fluid Systems. Yep. Who are you? What are you about? What do you do? The uh, Give us the CV, you'd say. The CV. Uh, okay. Uh, we're a division of Coventry Group, uh, incorporated in 1936, ASX listed in uh, 66, and uh, Cooper Fluid Systems was acquired in 1996. And uh, yeah, I hope I'm right on this. <laughs> it's ah, off, it's off the top of my head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah close yeah, enough. Close <laughs> near enough, close enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're, we're uh, 15 locations across Australia, uh, all very different businesses, um, but uh, same operation MO, uh, same safety standards, and uh, same mission statement. So, you know, we, um, you know the, over in Brisbane, for instance, we build service trucks from ground up. So you basically bring a rolling chassis into our workshop and uh, we'll turn it into a service truck. And uh, in our Mackay business, uh, pony drives, lube systems on the side of uh, drag lines. Mm. Uh, that's what they do. They've got uh, multiple facilities and massive amounts of teams that go. Geez, they're fucking, that's a whole different scale oh. drag lines compared to what we're dealing with in the underground Absolutely. mining industry. Absolutely. They are big shit. Yep. Uh, HIS, our, uh, our acquisition uh, down in Melbourne has led us into hose trucks and stuff like that and uh, fluid power services. Like your service trucks or yeah, like- Yeah, so like, you know, 24-hour air crimpers, yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, run out, ring them up, middle of the night, save me trucks down and you know, come fix it, that kind of stuff. Um, so they do a good job at that and they've got a really good reputation. And fluid power services down in Tassies like um, forestry and a bit of mining and, and agricultural stuff like that down there as well. So uh, then we've got Talk Industries in Adelaide, which is, uh, they make a lot of uh, um, balers and hay balers and stuff like that, like big, oh, big scale. Oh, yeah, into agriculture as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah right. yep. And, and, and they're even, all un under the Coventry umbrella. Yeah, so we're yeah. All, all the same family, all yeah. making money for the same shareholders and, uh, yeah, doing the thing, doing a bit every day, so. Yeah. Now, and I guess the Kalgoorlie Perth divisions, what do you yep. specialise in? Uh, well, Kalgoorlie and uh, Perth, hard rock underground mining, um, hydraulics, um, that kind of gear. Hoses. So hoses. hoses fittings, yep. Uh, fire suppression, uh, lube systems, all your little Lincoln lube systems, stuff like that. Uh, auto lube stuff, uh, above ground mining stuff or, you know, open pit mining, I think we're calling it. And uh, transport as well, on-road transport, off-road transport, that kind of stuff. So your, your lube systems, yep. is that... Uh Decking out a workshop with all the reels, all the yep, yep, all the whole so that, infrastructure set up for a bloody surface. Everything workshop. but the oil, oil IBC itself, yep. um, that kind of stuff, and uh, also the uh, mobile style lube systems as well. So, like for instance, you know, on your uh, ITs, you might have an auto lube system. Operator gets in there, press the button, away yep. it goes. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, we do installations for those. We've got full time guys that service that kind of stuff. Yeah, got uh, four techs full-time in Cal that drive around in their expensive setups, doing yep. their thing, going there, going out in the bush in the middle of nowhere and fixing this gear for everyone. Um, we've got guys based at uh, OEM manufacturers in Perth here, full-time. So, yeah. What are some of the famous workshops that you've decked uh, out? Me. Uh, drop some names. Drop some names. Uh, well, my first gig for me uh, would have been Gualia, uh, underground workshop. Um, yeah, 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 it was. Uh, it was quite overwhelming and scary too. And uh, it was back in the day quite a bit. So a lot of rules had changed since then as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
it was a bit a uh, bit more casual uh you might say and uh yeah i remember just getting dropped everything got dropped down there with me and they said all right go there you go and uh left me to it hook her in and i was kind of like all right uh Best get onto it then, and yeah, yeah. so that was quite a. Uh, it was an amazing experience, and I loved it. And we we uh, set up there, and the, later on, uh, the company changed out, and Burncat came in, and basically, uh, you know, they still use that setup that they've got there, and now McMahon's are using it as well. So it's been there a long time, and it's always good seeing your product. You know, there's obviously been some bits replaced over a period of you know fifteen odd years, yep. but um, it's good seeing your product last that long and carry on. You know, so I. I uh, Take great pride in that. We've uh, also supplied all the underground uh, lube systems for Granny Smith's new underground workshop there. Um, yeah, we've done quite a bit there. Done Rio at Argyle. Um, yeah, that was a big gig for us. Mm, that would um, have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite a few, you know, ones like that, just complete workshop setups. And John D, eh? Yeah, yep. So John D, the oh, Burn Cup boys and stuff like that. Oh, and, my yep. little God country. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, that's always a good gig out there. Uh, we've got uh, one of one of our boys has got a permanent setup out there. He he's allowed to stay on site all the time, so he's in and out. Little Jace, he drives in and out. He loves his role, just driving around the countryside, going mm. hose and fittings workshops and doing his thing. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cruisy gig out there doing that. But uh, he um, couldn't find a better bloke for it. He just goes and does his thing, works hard, drives from the next place to the next place, and. Worst he has to whinge about is what level of ice cream and tucker they've got there on, on site. Loves a, loves a good feed. Yeah. Well, well, so what, what goes into setting up an underground workshop from your um, from your side of things, the the infrastructure for all the lube? Like, where do you start? How do you install it? What uh, is it all? Is it all bloody bolted into the wall? How no, does no, it so work? The, the idea is, um, and, and I've got to be careful not to, you know, plug, uh, you know, too many engineering firms because we've got our own gig as well. But um, so, for instance, uh, one of the last gigs we got, uh, um, an engineering firm will go, this is what we want to achieve. This is how we're interested in doing it. Uh, yeah. What do you suggest? And uh, we'll go and have a look at the situation, go and see what's there, understand yeah. what they want to do rather than just looking at their mind map. And, um, you know, then we'll have a look at it and go from there basically and then we look at how far we've got to pump because quite often whether you're pumping uphill downhill you know what kind of pumps you need that you know for every every bit of fluid like yep every bend adds a couple of meters to it you know so you yeah. you've do got they, a, do, do different fluids need different pump requirements like absolutely. Gre- grease to yeah. oil yep. the hydraulic because of the density yep, yep. yep. and uh you know, we, we've got some really good, uh, you know, the, the world's best products on our shelves, uh, which we're very lucky to be able to call, you know, SKF, Lincoln and Graco, you know, the, the primo stuff. And, um, yeah, so we're lucky that uh, we just go through, select what we think we need for the job and based on the customer's, you know, budget and what, what suits. And uh, then we put it all together, submit some plans to them because we've got our own uh, engineering department and basically uh, we'll – design it right down to their paint specs and everything um and then supply it and install it so yeah it's uh it's quite a usually that point is about three months worth of going you know a bit of bullshit going backwards and forwards and mm. emails and waiting for them to have a look at it and then pumping around seeing what they think and making all the changes and then we get to the final product which is good yeah and uh the hose and fittings side of things is a little bit easier just uh, get a fleet list, work out what they need, put it there, change it about 13 times because they didn't give us the right fleet list. 
and then get it right. But, uh, yeah, that works out a bit easier. Hoses. Yep. God, I could talk about bloody hoses for I'm ages. Sure you can, yep. Oh, the bane of my existence and many other bloody jumbo operators. Not even the hoses, just the the way they're over-twisted. Oh, let's talk hoses. Let's talk hoses. Cooper Fluid hoses. Yep. So we're- uh, are, they, are they a hose or are they a hose? Uh, we are the distributor for uh, Aeroquip hose and fittings. Uh, Aeroquip's been around for uh, over 50 years. Uh, OEM manufacturers for cats and uh, many other products. Um, US-based, eh? Sorry? Yeah, from America, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. And uh, premium product, uh, you know, it's just, it, it, it really does uh, seem to last a bit longer than everybody else's, mm. you know. But that being said, comes at a price, but uh, so does. Uh, how, how much more? I'm interested to know, like, if you go a, a, a shitty other one that I'm, I'm probably using usually at the moment. Usually 4 to $5 a metre. Um you know, depending. What's um, that as a percentage? Um, well, depends on how you measure it because, uh, you know, what you really got to measure is how, how long is your machine operating for and uh, how, how long are you getting out of that machine and what does that equate in metres, mm. what does that equate in productivity and uh, is it really worth that then, you know, is it worth going the cheaper product because uh, we've seen it before and done trials and uh, we've done, uh, you know, like comparative tri trials against cheaper products, and obviously can't say any names, but uh, oh, yeah, we could. Oh, the dash six two point one where I'm at is like ten or fifteen bucks yeah. to make the bloody thing, yeah. and that's why they blow so quick. So you're the Cooper's uh, yeah. Cooper's product, who yeah. is Air Equip, yeah, Air Equip, yeah. Is that as in A E R or yeah, so A E R O Q U I P. Uh, it's done by Danfoss or yep. previously Eaton. Yep. Uh, the Danfoss is a global co corporation, um, bought out Eaton's uh, fluid side of the business type thing uh, in Australia. Um, you know, we're one of their largest distributors uh, yep. in Australia. And, so you um, just get rolls and rolls and rolls of the shit. Kilometres yep. of it. Yep. Uh, that's just our Kalgoorlie operation. Um, yep. Yeah, we've it's... Uh, We've got a very good relationship that spans a very long time, and I'm um, like everybody. We've had our ups and downs, but uh, the reality is we've we've been quite uh, loyal, and and uh, they've been quite loyal to us too. And uh, yeah. yeah. So, so what makes a a good hose and a shit hose? You're saying you've got a good quality product. I'm yep. I'm saying I've used uh, lesser quality products yep. to bloody that seem to blow for no reason. Uh, um, so what makes a good hydraulic hose and that lasts a while? Uh, probably cover thickness, brand strains, quality of wire. So cover thickness, the rubber, yep. the yep. black covering. Yep. 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 Uh, quality of the fitting itself, the hose tail or uh, whatever you're putting on the end of it. Um, definitely. And more importantly, the operator putting it together. Mm. Um, so whoever's actually doing the creation of the hose is largely your biggest where things are going to go wrong. You know? What about like the wiring of it? Like, you know, a four-core yep. um, wide hose and you like you just see these – when it blows, there's a weak point somewhere and it just yep. doesn't look like it's been rubbing on anything, like it just pops for no reason. And a lot of it's on the actual – the two-core dash sixes yep. that seem to just pop and it's like, you know, 20 mil below the bloody crimp. 
and yeah, stuff so that could like be, that. Is that is that could be heat? It could be wear. It could be uh, a fault with the hose. Uh, you know, depending on what's happened previously. Um, could be just the way it pulses. Um, you know, yeah. hoses when they they've got a life cycle. Um, they've they've only got a limited amount of you know pulses they're allowed to have type thing before they start going to pieces on the inside even. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it really does matter what kind of quality hose you use, and and uh, the results speak for themselves. So the AeroQuip stuff. Yep. What's the point of difference? Uh, longevity to the, to the competitors. Longevity, and that and that's that. from like pressure ratings. Thicker, everything's yep. thicker. Yeah, like Pre- thicker outer cover. St- yes, yeah, stronger hose, uh, longevity of use, and also pressure ratings are higher. You know, we've got you know, it's it's just a good quality hose, and yep. um, it's been around for a long time. So um, what, like so a dash twelve hose. Yep. Um, What's a pressure rating of the air equipped compared to the cheaper competitors? Oh, so it's about two and a half thousand psi difference yep. uh, between the two, and uh, yeah, or one I'm comparing it to, obviously without mentioning names, yep. but um, that's a big difference. And uh, also safety ratios, if factors of you know burst ratios and gear like that, um, you can really see some, uh, you know, cheaper products don't have those. You know, if you get a spike or something like that, you know. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you've sat through those oil injection lectures and, mm. you know, seen how nasty they look and oh, stuff like the, that. Oh, the aftermath where they have to yep. peel back all their fucking skin. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, good times, man. good times. And I love those videos because, uh, you know, I don't know how many times we've done safety training. We sit down, we talk to people and uh, give you the old, oh, I've been mining for 40 years. I know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> then they see those photos and you're, oh, well, that looks a bit nasty. Yeah, yeah mate. And that's bloody, yeah. you know, like, oh, that'll never happen to me. Yeah. Um, and... But you do see... It actually happens more than you think. It yeah. really does. And, and I mean, like, probably once every six months in our industry in West Australia. Yeah. Um, unbelievable amounts of, like, too many oil injection injuries. And they can be little ones, big ones. Um, you know, the big ones obviously usually make the headlines, but... Uh, can, you, are, can you get them off Jumbo? You can get them off anything, yeah. hydraulics, anything. So um, for, like, say, like, your percussion hose blows yep, yep. Um, under pressure and that's it's that initial yep. spurt that yep. gets you. Yep. Is that where the injection yep. inj- injuries come and, from? And um, also using, uh, like, you know, anything running hydraulics you can get an injection from, you know. Yep. It's that moment it bursts that, you know, and then it atomizes. So, like, you know, if you're a couple of feet back, you, you're fine type thing, but you're just going to get covered in shit. But, yep. you know... It, uh, it's where, you know, that's what they say. Don't don't put your hand where you wouldn't put other parts of your body, that kind of thing, you know. Yep. And uh, when things are operating, they're live testing, that kind of stuff they talk about. Um, you know, we've 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 seen a lot of injuries in that space. Blokes making adjustments and changing stuff while things are running mm. and not necessarily on jumbos, but, you know, on other gear as well. And, and just a case of putting your hand on it while it's going and it let's so go. So you'd have to be that close to get an yeah. injection from, like literally. Yeah, unless you're running ultra it. high pressures, mm. yeah, you'd have to have your hand on it, near it, or, you know. Oh, because when you when you dash 16 percussion hose goes, like, it's like a bomb going off. Yeah. Like yeah. when it blows, like, boom. But like, it'd be a lot of atomized, wasn't it? It'd, yeah. It, yeah. So it, it's really at the point of where it's happened that, you know, the most danger is, other than obviously a fire, yeah. um, you know, but it just atomizes so quickly. So from a distance back, you'll still get covered in shit, but. The reality is that oil injection, nasty stuff, mm. and uh, yeah, it's it's one of the things I you know I've, we we've done a lot of safety training. We've got guys that do safety training, go around from site to site doing training, and uh, it scares me. It scares the people we train. It scares the people that uh, 
you know, use the equipment. And you can always, it's always hilarious seeing blokes, particularly with the inner pack gear, you know, mucking around with that stuff at 10,000 PSI, watching it, uh, watching how they handle it after doing the training. They're all, you know, yeah, yeah. after being so- Shitting themselves. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, and, you know, after being so sure about everything and they're like, oh yeah, and then they're all like, oh shit, that actually looks really nasty having my skin peeled back, mm. you know. But um, yeah, there's been quite a few serious injuries in WA in the last 12 months and uh, like it just, it shouldn't be happening. Like mm. it's one of those things that you know you've got to try and educate guys to you know that's why i think these bluetooth uh you know live testing things uh the go rather than people walking around testing things and having a look at them and you know using the old what do you call it test hoses and stuff like that and yeah just stay away from it all just yep. stay away you know so let's get on the looms yep buddy wrapping longevity setups you've seen because you would have been supplying to a lot of different mine sites you would have seen what the best setups are for you know jumbo like jumbos are the big one because it's the most used used loom it's dragged and fucking bent and and everything like a you know a charged loom or a shock creep loom on a norm it's like not getting that much activity but a jumbo one is flat out and that's what everyone hates changing hoses on and they yep. get and no one wants to see one of them parked up either. and there there's the height there the hoses that are changed the most frequently yep um and you've probably seen recently like how things are evolving new new products coming out you know oh wasley's bloody fully encapsulated loom peter may's hydraulic shields and the yep. no gap wrap and um sort of spiral the old spiral wrap's going to be forgotten pretty soon i'd say um yeah what What's your view on it all? What have you seen work? There's got to be a better go? way of doing it. I'm on board with that mentality. I think that's what that's what these boys are going for. They're aiming for, you know, there's got to be a better way to get, you know, a, a longer life out of it. Um, how we do that, I don't know. Um, obviously, uh, I don't want to do myself out of a job either, but mm. I want to see, you know, people choose us because our stuff lasts longer. So we've got to be on board with that, uh, you know, change these mentality. longevity ones are purely – a function of hoses like yours that are high quality. Yep. Like if you want longevity and you don't want to touch the bloody things, yep. you need a good hose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's what we're all aiming for the same thing. So like, uh, you know, seeing how people do things using the 2.1s and stuff like that, the easy change outs, that kind of stuff, um, you know, it just makes life easier for everybody on the mine, keeps things going, you know, young fellas, nippers running up and down, dropping yeah. off hoses every five seconds. But uh I think uh, the idea is if we can get to a point where, you know, you, you can, you know, if it's, whether it's the encapsulated hose or not, but uh, whatever it may be, there's got to be a better way of doing it. So we've got to all work together. I know we've got our ideas on how that works. And I think, um, you know, in the meantime, we've also got to support the industry with while it grows and changes. You know, we've seen many changes come through over the years and it just doesn't seem to – nothing seems to have really – being that winner, if that mm. makes sense. Like there's not been anything that's gone, oh, this is going to change the industry forever. It's been like, oh, yeah, that works, but, you know, is it working really well mm. or is it- Every t- time. Yeah. yeah. So in the meantime, we kind of just go, okay, well, in the meantime, we've still got something that lasts twice as long or three times as long as our competitors in some cases. So uh, mm. this is what you want to use. And, yeah. Have you guys um, looked into protection- means or anything or you left that to everyone else uh we we have gone down those avenues a few times mate and it's about you know having the time to be very honest and i i talked earlier about our uh 
our rapid growth and, and, and you know, how we've Pardon been going. Pardon the pun. Yeah. That's, rapid yeah, growth. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the, the reality is that, uh, you know, we, we haven't had enough time to do R&D on that kind of stuff and we kind of left it to other people. Um, you know, we, when other products have come out, we've gone and had chats with those people and said, hey, look, can we be a part of this? You know, can we, you know, whether it's distribution or whether it's servicing or whatever, can we be a part of it? And they've usually accepted us quite openly. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, having the time to be able to go through and, you know, getting a machine and getting it in the workshop and understanding how we can do it is what we've done. What we need to do, uh, sorry, and, um, you know, having, like we've got some new toys, the boys have just invested in a 3D scanner, which... You know, I was seeing last week over in Adelaide how that all went together and that looks like some sexy bit of gear. You know, they just put it down, it just mirrors everything and puts it on the thing and it's done. It's a CAD drawing. So having toys like that now, we can utilise those things, get a machine in and work out how to do things a bit better. Um, you know, you talk about the hoses, just the P3 Auto Lube, you know, boys walking around with a little air gun lube system doing the grease you know, nipples on the jumbos and stuff like that. Well, there's got to be a better way of doing that too. You know, how many of those do they chew through all the time? Though? So things like that we're trying to work out and work our way through, you know, what can we do to put our mark on the mining industry and have the OEMs go, hey, these guys are good fellows to work with. Um, it's like that, that little hose tightening idea I had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can take Patent that. pending. Patent pending. Patent yeah. pending. Yeah. In application. Yeah. No, no, I like that idea, mate. We've just got to work out how to make that happen. And yeah. I'm sure there'll be a cut in it for you somewhere. Well, there, yeah, I don't know. Just a... Just a <laughs> Lazy uh, mill? Yeah. Just a, I don't know, slab of red cans will oh, probably okay. do the job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go back to your offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, well, the, best, the best one I've worked with was at Golden Grove, they were running the Hydra Shield. Yep. Um, you know, I think they sort of overlapped it by half with the yep. um, the old jumbo straps, and I don't I don't know if they were actually using the double ended straps that are provided with it. They were using the old ones, but you know, it was just all there was still two point three sets of two point ones coming off, and yep. but it was just tightened, maintained, and and all that's I, the key. I can't remember doing a loom hose in six months there. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, you touched on it like. It's tightened, it's maintained. If yeah. that's happening, that stuff's good gear. It's and I was brilliant. talking to the guys that, I don't know if they're still, I assume they're still doing it, the guys at uh, Pit and Portal a while back, and they said they did the, the, they did the Hydra Shield with six-metre hoses, mm -hmm. replaced the three 2.1, six-metre hoses, Hydra Shield, um, double strap, like the, the actual straps they provide, use the yep. tool, like tighten the crap out of it, and they'll fill a foam in either end of it, yeah. So there was yep. nothing that yep. could actually, I've heard that too. no yep. fines that could actually yep. get in there. And then once you get that ingress is when you start getting the rubbing. And then yeah, the rubbing it's and the on fines. For yeah. And they yep. said they'll get nearly six months. And then when it come up for service, just don't touch it, just tighten all the straps. Yep. Um, but, but that comes down to bloody getting the operators that are willing to do it as well. Yep. Good, yep. good operators, good service crew. Yeah. Blokes that know what they're looking for, you know, yeah. actually interested in maintaining it, mm. not just ticking boxes. Um, yeah, because yeah. then I know, and then Wasley, Wasley's got his uh, fully encapsulated loon. Uh, that that product coming along too, but then you got the you got the weight, extra weight. So I, I haven't used it yet, so I can't. I did do did the video on it. It's yep. a, a great concept. It's um, yeah, and that's and, what and, we need stuff and like it's that. Once that yeah, it's, it's not going to be perfect. And when you've got it in a workshop, once it gets though, going, once you've got that in a workshop and you've got it up, though, put, the extra weight isn't really you know 
an issue, so to speak, because you're going to mm. use a gantry chuck it on anyway, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's when you're doing something underground that you know when you well, don't have those. And a lot of it's and a lot of it's probably educating the jump operators. Like when you're boring, like you got to be instead of just rolling and getting to the like doing the lifters and all that. Um, lifters nails like when you're rolled under and you can go to the next hole quick as anything but it's knowing where to you sometimes you've got to lift the boom up rest the loom on loom on the ground and then move the boom over just so it's sitting yep. to the side because that it's that point where it just curls up um when all your feeds close and, and you're at the end of the hole that's when all that damage and strains happening yep. it's just trying to and you just it's a matter of getting yourself in the habit and the sequence of your holes so you're not having that loom crunched up below your drifter. Comes back to what you said Because you can before. whinge about the hose and the wrap and everything, but it, it's on us too yeah, to make sure. good operators, that's right. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, it comes back to that all the time. Yeah. And, and we see that. But you got to dumb it. you got to make it so that that's taken, that, that uh, that's out of the equation. So yeah. it can um, just sort itself out. Tell yeah. me, have they got a uh, simulator, like uh, a training centre yet for the Department of Mines or something for uh, – you know, jumbo operators. Oh, they got the. I think Sandvik had the simulator for the boring rig, like yep. four two one. But yeah, uh, were they? Did they have a bolting one? Yeah, that's where it's at. Because uh, those kind of things is how mm. you'll build better operators and having people that. I are- might just go cut a portal down near Coburn somewhere and just <laughs> just so you can swing a jumbo around and just have bloody, a play. Yeah. yeah, someone will lend me one. Yeah, just yeah, get a bloody thousand volt Jenny there, <laughs> just uh, yeah, run it up. Make it happen. Exactly. I think that's what, you know, you need to have these training sessions though. Like, uh, you know, you, you see young people coming through. We see it in our industry and, and they've all had experience in some degree of something, but every situation is different. Working on those machines and like you say, dragging stuff across, ingress, you know, whether it be pit and portal boys, foam filling the ends, all these little mm. ideas they have, you know, they all make a difference. So if you can get all that information and channel it to one spot and then have it distributed into people with tickets, mm. Look at the industry grow. Yeah, and it's all it's all these. They probably hate me giving away their ideas, but yeah, shouldn't but have told me. Text messages going off. Yeah, you doing, yeah, yeah. God, that's our thing. Yeah, that's uh, I'm sure they're not the first. I'm sure it's you know you know there's there's been so uh, for a long time. It was that you know they used to do the um, burst wrap. You know the um, before spiral guard they were using the sleeving like their abrasion sleeving. Oh, and yeah, you know yeah. they were wrapping that on and stuff like that. You know, so it, it's kind of you know it's not new stuff it's someone's coming up with something different just a different way of doing it and it's a it's getting the system of work detailed out that like you know new fitters and everything can get so this is how you do it this is the process um i might have to do some videos for it yeah i won't be bloody doing it because i'll yeah not a fitter's arsehole but um but it's it's been shown how to because like you know our workshop john d where i'm at like the the fitter the bloody unreal the fitters there like all the because all the senior leading hand the leading hand were all the ex-drill fitters there so they know how to do it so Mm -hmm. from the whole the whole chain knows how to do it properly um so and it's just educating everyone coming through to do it that way and and having a good crew oh there's some knacks there's a knack to everything yeah 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 we see that quite a bit and we're lucky enough to you know we, we we everything we do for our guys you know we when we come and do our hydraulic training and stuff like that we see some really good quality people out there and uh teaching those guys how our products work and and how our hoses go together because you know everybody looks at putting a hose together and they oh yeah i've been doing this for years i've i've used this product somewhere else and then you watch how they do it and you're like nah mate yeah 
and, and you tell them just the little things and they, oh, that, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you explain reasoning behind it and they, they love it. They, you know, they love it. And then you, you know, give them a little certificate saying they've learned something. They think this is great. <laughs> He's the lollipop. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But ah. yeah, we see a bit of that. So uh, it's good. Um, and, and I think it's great seeing the industry for us, for us at least, uh, grow with us. Like we've seen our containers, you know, see the people go from one site to another as they do in the mining industry and they mm. take us with them. So, yep. yeah. Well, I'm coming to Cal next year. We're doing a road Looking show. Looking forward to it. We're doing, I'm bringing a bloody, we're getting old EIO uh, yep. to do the video. Yep. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always said, buddy, copy EIO. Yep. <laughs> I think uh, he'd love that. He'd love it. And uh, I think uh, the missus, well, if she doesn't get an accounting gig on the show, mate. Mate, we will make yeah. accounting cool. Yeah, like well, what Trump say, make make accounting great again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's exactly right. Yeah. Probably don't reference him with her though. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she'd love that, and uh, I think uh, Elijah would love that too. You know, yeah, it'd get, be good. Oh, well, thanks, Eve, for bloody popping in for. Thanks a for having us, beer, mate, and all the yeah. merch, and a uh, good yeah. little intro to bloody Cooper Fluid Systems, and we're going to yeah. hear a bit more. Yeah, I'm okay. excited for the road trip. And uh, you might want to make a second road trip around August for the radio. Yeah, uh, yeah, bloody oath. Yeah, and, and that's more of a, you know, just come and have a good time type thing. And I'll bring uh, Drew the LinkedIn sensation, Harvey. Uh, you, you might not have any time to talk to anyone if you go with him, mate. Uh, you yeah, might just yeah, well, bring the missus and the kids and a bit of a road trip. And, he might uh, damage me ego. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be rolling around and I'm not the big deal anymore. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> It'll be in. How's it feel being second fiddle? God, yeah, no, I can't have that. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks, Eve, mate. Well, thanks very much for having us and thanks for the beers. Absolute pleasure. Matty's Pub. It's a good setup, huh? It is a great setup, mate. Well done. Dangerous setup. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Swan Absolutely. Draft just looking at you. It's like good times. Grab it whenever you want. Good times. <laughs> Cheers, brother. <laughs>